Each Sunday night, I'd watch the practice with none of my friends. I'd turn the dial to ABC to see the creep of the week that Bobby Donald defends. But I'm out With your hosts, Keith Marnie. Doctor, not really doctor, Michael Indeglio. Way back in high school, most every night, my mom watched QVC, so I missed the practice. <laughs> there was no TiVo, what could I do? Wait 15 years, get fat, then stream it on Hulu. This is either going to be a hilarious triumph or a disaster we won't even release. <laughs> Mike, why are you in front of a green screen? Why are you wearing a doctor's jacket? All to be revealed. And welcome to the Out of Practice <clears throat> podcast, a weekly podcast in which we discuss David E. Kelly's award-winning series, The Practice. This week, we are up to... Not the practice, because we have another crossover episode. Today, we are going to discuss Season 1, Episode 17 of Gideon's Crossing, entitled Flashpoint, where we will continue the story that didn't happen last week with Eleanor's baby. Oh my goodness, and we have a very exciting slash bad episode for you. Exciting. Uh, Very excited about it. Pure definition of exciting. Yes, exciting. Uh, as I think all of our listeners will know. Well, first of mm-hmm. all, speaking of listeners, Keith, I want to. Uh, it's it's funny because I looked back at the analytics again, and uh, mm-hmm. we're about two. The actual bulk of the people who listen to the podcast are about two seasons behind. So <laughs> great, as great. we're doing, we're attempting this like real time. Uh, time, Topical. time capsule sort of situation. It's really completely moot. Uh, but so for, uh, th- not for nothing. Secondly, we have, as our users know, users, what the hell does that mean? Um, <laughs> that's, that's my day job logging into my mm, brain. Mm. Uh, as our listeners will know, we've been on a hunt for the actual episode that we're going to be dealing with today. In fact, yeah. In trolling one site in pursuit of this episode, I came across a, a friend of the show, Richard Templeton, uh, who was also on Templeman. this website, Templeman, excuse me, uh, quote, uh, writing on somebody's YouTube page, desperately looking for this episode for us, which like brought me You're such- You're kidding. Yeah, brought me such <laughs> joy. Oh my God. And also the fact that he had been, it was like two weeks ahead of me in my uh, investigation- Really, right, right, was, was really joyful. Uh, however, we all failed, mm-hmm. and so we've decided rather than just skip it, that would be too normal. Rather than that, skip that would the be episode, the reasonable thing to do. We decided we would cobble together. You know, some, we'll talk about it for fifteen minutes. We'll sort of take a half week off, and then you know, it'll just we'll, we'll proceed next week. And mm-hmm. then even, but then instead of that, yeah, Keith of all people. I, contacted I, I, me completely out of character completely and decided uh, I'll let you uh I'll let you take it from here buddy yeah well 
This episode is going to be brought to you by a lot of incredible people who have helped us dearly for this, uh, including our good friend and founding sponsor, Jorge Novoa, who worked also, same with Richard, worked incredibly hard to try to find this for And us. I'm sure others of you. Oh, yes. Uh, but what he did was he found a detailed description of this episode. Uh, you should say, I don't think we officially said, Gideon's Crossing is not available for streaming literally anywhere. So it does not exist in any form that we were able to find. Uh, but he found a detailed description of the episode on uh, TV Worth Watching or something, one of those, uh, one of those uh, sites where they talk about shows that got canceled. We will link and, and it was written, provide accreditation. Uh, what's the word I'm yes. looking for? Yes, yeah, the, per- the, the, the woman who wrote this, it's hilarious and great, and we're going to adapt it a little bit, is mm-hmm. Deanna McFadden. Uh, so thank you to Jorge and Deanna McFadden for what nonsense is about to happen. But uh, speaking of nonsense, we have another surprise. See, th- this episode is a surprise to Mike, uh, the fact that we are going to do one. Mm-hmm. But we have a surprise for you, and that is we are not alone here uh to dramatize this episode for you. We are being joined by a very special 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 guest. <laughs> it's going your well. Boss. Going well. <laughs> <laughs> I give up. I give up. I can't speak. It's too early in the morning. It's 1:30 in the afternoon. But I am proud to introduce your boss, my boss, all of our bosses. Welcome to the Out of Practice Podcast, CEO Jen. Woo! How is it? Wait, wait, hold on. You deserve oh. real applause for arriving. <laughs> Here it is. CEO oh. Jen. Oh my God. This this has got to be a real moment. Your first full <laughs> appearance on the Out of Practice Podcast. CEO Jen, you are here uh, probably against your will. <laughs> I so, kept trying uh, to get her out going? of it. I tried to get her out of it. Just not, <laughs> for, not for her own, sake, well, because I didn't want to I, I try mean, to draw up the degree, try to get the tech. I, 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 I'll say it now uh, on behalf of, of my wife, my CEO, Jillian, who <laughs> t- the thought of, of being on this podcast gives her hives. <laughs> Just the, the, the mere thought of it. <laughs> Oh my I, God, ironically, I not it. because she doesn't like the podcast, but because it is it, it is a very different skill than uh, than than performing in the theater. Oh yes, yes, a skill that I do not possess myself either. <laughs> Lies, um, you have been on the show before. I know, but look, I even have my own CEO, Jennifer Deglio, at the uh, bottom That's of the true. box. In yeah, fact, well, you get, some would very say. Fancy. Some would say that the most viewed episode on YouTube, which isn't saying much to be honest, if I'm being quite frank with you, <laughs> is the not many would say the season four oopsie spectacular where Jen made her first on camera appearance, and that uh, that's true. It's no coincidence, I'm sure. Okay, so well, you know, we have uh, we have an episode to do, so we are gonna we we're we're gonna get to Flashpoint, but first we have a lot of important things to do, starting with filings and subpoenas. Oh, good, Jen knows the choreography. <laughs> yeah, we have to do oh. the uh, we have to do the oopsies only so that she can we can see if she's been paying attention to the choreo we've been teaching. That's true. The choreo is very important. Yeah, this this yeah. will be your uh, your audition. 
Uh, all right, so we heard from our good friend Phoenix. Uh, we, we heard from him a lot, so here we go. Uh, first off, we mentioned last episode that perhaps Phoenix should be our fact checker, to which he responded, you couldn't pay me enough to be your fact checker, <laughs> but telling Keith when he's wrong is something I do for free. And uh, I, I, I thought, like, is it possible that Phoenix, is instead of your mom, is one of my family members? Because, good Lord, you should see us around the dinner dinner table fact-checking each other. We're like hyenas. Uh, he Hi- also... Hyenas, hyenas, very well known for their fact-checking. Oh, yeah, no, they will not let it, you know, down to the decimal point. Speaking of decimal point, he says, Keith's spare tire rating of 8.501 would have been even worse because it would have averaged out to 8.505. That's way too... That's way too many insignificant digits. Even just using hundredth, you guys should probably just stick to making the last number even so it doesn't average into the thousands. Uh, to which I say, Phoenix, get ready, get ready, because my next oopsie is definitely going to go to like the hundred thousandth because you said that. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, that, it's, that it's that challenge. Teamwork that really heartens me. It, it <laughs> It really is. Phoenix tells me what I'm doing is stupid, so I double down and stupiderize it because that's what I do. Uh, he also, one of his fact uh, checks is that he w- I, I was talking about gold being uh, relatively worthless as a metal, and he pointed out, well, that's not true anymore because uh, of its use in electronics, in everybody's cell phone and computer, there's a fair amount of gold that's highly conductive, and he is 100% right. Uh, but I was mainly talking about all of human history where we dis- uh, ascribed a value to gold before we realized it had one. But yes, fair point. He also said, appropriate to this episode, he's a big fan of Andre Brower. Mm. He first stood out to me in City of Angels. I also really liked Men of a Certain Age. It also had Scott Bakula, Ray Romano, and Lisa Gay Hamilton. Pretty surprising that it only got 22 episodes. Kind of like uh, uh, Gideon's Crossing. Finally, he was great in one of my absolute favorite shows where he played house houses therapist for multiple episodes, which he was great in that. And Mike, if you want to see him play a Vulcan, then take Keith's advice and watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I didn't think it was my kind of comedy either, but the actor's characters make it worth watching. As for a recommendation to myself... I've never seen, actually seen the show he's supposedly best known for, Homicide, Homicide. Life on the Street. Any opinions? I have not seen it either, Phoenix. Uh, but I think that's good advice to yourself. Thanks, Phoenix. So, uh, yeah. So, awesome. Good to hear. It is now time to hop back into the time machine once again. And we're going to watch a different show. Because, uh, you know, it's Sunday, Sunday night. We had such a good time on the practice. Let's... See what happened on Monday night. Are we so jazzed from the weird, abrupt Eleanor scene at the end of the crossover? And uh, we really want to find out what's happening. And uh, a little segment we call... This Day in the Basement. I finally found the bumper. So I am going to do something unprecedented Uh this week. Because I already talked about what was going on in This Day in the Basement. So I'm going to defer my This Day in the Basement, and hand it off like a gift, figure out which angle I am here, to our good friend and CEO, Jen. Why don't you tell us what you were doing on March 12th, the year 2001? Now, Jen, I know that you 
expressed some trepidation earlier, so I'm going to allow you the little bit of grace period to jump back a week to the 7th, which would have been your 21st birthday. Oh. Mm -hmm. What were you doing on your 21st birthday? Uh, So magnanimous of you. Well, I was texting you guys earlier. I'm always amazed at your guys' ability to remember everything from 20 years ago. We're frequently lying. We're lying. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. I should have known. I should have (laughs) known. But I'm... Both had that queued up. So I must have been... I was a junior in college at NYU, and that must... I think that was around... Yeah, it was spring break. Oh, that's right. It was spring break, but... I was doing a show, one of our like black box theater shows. What show? And it was a show called Barbary Keep. And it was about uh, a brothel, like in Europe. That uh, makes perfect sense. Every college black box show is just an excuse to for all the, for everybody be naked. <laughs> like that's what a college black box show is. Totally. And our, our, uh, director of the program at the time he wrote it i guess he wrote the script i can't remember who wrote the music but a friend of his and he and then he directed it um but it was fun because it was my first time i my character was murdered in the show so it was a big murder mystery type show who who done it um and i i got to get like carried off you know my they carried my body off had to pretend not to oh, breathe yes. for a little while. So First it was fun. On but, stage murder. Death. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. It was Mike, sad, wh- though. And my character was like a teenager working at the brothel. It was tragic. Well, did yeah. you go out after rehearsal and get hammered? And like, what? It was your 21st birthday. I dude. don't think I did. I know. I, don't, I really don't think we did because, like, I don't know, you know, especially in college, we're all worried about our voices and stuff. I think it was I feel pretty like lame. Jen was I a responsible <laughs> college kid. She she was you were probably like me and like super responsible and then when we yeah. turn our age we get less so <laughs> definitely definitely uh, yes uh, half my life ago I was a lot more responsible but I am doing I'm doing dry January right now so and are you it's, really it's well. yeah oh my I'm so uh, proud and astonished good for you <laughs> I I I've tried dry morning so far that's pretty good. <laughs> So, Mike, what was the first? Easy. What was the first time you were killed on stage, mm, Mike? I don't know that. Oh, Titanic. Oh, I drowned. Okay. Oh. I drowned. That was your first death scene. Wow. I believe so. Uh, yeah, that was the first time I died on stage. I did a. What? My first was in drama camp, in like 1996. <laughs> no, no, no. That's when your dignity died. Oh, I don't think I ever had any. I think I came out of the womb neurotic and sad. Uh, I it was doing a, a children's theater production of The Sleeping Beauty. Mm. And I played the bad guy. And we ended with like a big sword fight, which uh, like I sort of did. I choreographed it. We fought over the audience, like swords over the kids' heads. Because that was, because there's no adult supervision. We were like, yeah, let's, that'd be awesome. Let's just swing these big swords over kids' heads. And uh, but my favorite part about that story was my best friend at the uh, at the theater there. He overslept for Sleeping Beauty, and nobody noticed. <laughs> so we were at places, 
and realized that Jake wasn't there. And so I ran to our dorm and threw him out of bed three minutes before, or at that point, 10 minutes after curtain because he overslept <laughs> for Sleeping Beauty. Oh, okay. Guys, it is time for... It's time for the Out of Practice Podcasts This Day in the World. The greatest hits, the biggest movies, headlines from Vermont, essential sports updates, and for some inexplicable reason, the weather from 20 years ago. Now back to Keith and Mike. Jen. Well, folks, we are talking again about March 12th, the year 2001, and the number one hit continued, of course, because we're only a day later to be stutter. By Joe. The top movie continued to be The Mexican. And the cover of the Burlington Free Press, of course, talks about Vermont sugar makers drive to produce lead-free syrup. Well, you know, it's a pursuit. It's a pursuit. Yeah, we're striving not to have lead in your syrup. Uh, Because, of course, March is sugaring season in Vermont. We talked about before. But, uh... I understand why, because the original taps that they would stick in the tree were lead. So, and they were old and expensive to replace, so they uh, had to deal with that. I think we might have had some of them ourselves. Okay, thank you so much, uh, Stutter by Joe. Which means it's time for... It's time, it's time, it's time, it's time for sports. This week on the cover of Sports Illustrated is Mario Lemieux. NHL legend Mario Lemieux played a Hall of Fame career for the Pittsburgh Penguins from 1984 to 1996, including back-to-back championships in 1991 and 92, before retiring after 12 seasons due to numerous injuries and a battle with Hodgkin's lymphoma. This is going to, I have more thoughts here. He was immediately put into the Hall of Fame, waiving the usual three-year waiting period. But in 2000, while he was back on the cover, he, with his former team having declared bankruptcy, he made the remarkable decision to purchase the Pittsburgh Penguins and return to the ice after a four-year absence. He scored 35 goals in only 43 games in his return season and would officially finish his career in 2006. So there you go. So it, it wasn't like a, a, a back in time true crime. It was just like sports that Keith finds interesting. That is interesting. Uh, speak, I think we should take a moment, Keith, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in the sports ball section quickly yes, to yes. Uh, give you the opportunity to apologize to Tom Brady, who uh, at his advanced age is still doing better than either of our teams in all the footballing. You know, apology, I think, uh, is is probably not the right term for what I have to say here. I will give him an acknowledge I will acknowledge the fact that uh, he continues to play and has not uh, lost it for his team yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's always next week. I don't see him doing that well in yeah. Green Bay. Uh, but we will in, take the uh, opportunity... January. Uh, to recognize that this is, I'm confident, well, I'm relatively confident in saying the last year, Keith, that you and I will be younger than any starting quarterbacks in the NFL. Most likely. Well, I think he's, I, I think he's got one more year in him. All right. Well, then we got next year, I guess. Yeah, I think we got next year. No, it, it, I, 
It is a very sobering moment mm-hmm. uh, if you're of a certain age. The first time your sports heroes are younger than you. Mm. Quite, quite a bit it younger. Like, it, well, this by now. But I remember the first time I realized that Eli Manning was younger than me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. And now we've gotten to the point where none, there's no players in the league younger than me. It's not even just like my my specific hero is younger than me. It's like literally everybody. Mm-hmm. So I, this is why I'm very, <clears throat> very grateful to Tom Brady and Zdeno Chara for continuing to be old and uh, me not being <laughs> older than everyone I'm watching on television. Do you think we should take just a moment to roll our loudest bumper to uh, just pad for time a little bit? Uh, sure. This... If there's anything that we need more, it's padding for time. Uh, so Jen and I uh, finished uh, Perry Mason, which I spoke about last week, but we've uh, bifurcated a little bit, and Jen has been watching The Crown, which I figured since we won't ever touch on that, uh, I'd let her speak to it slightly. Oh, yeah. Jen, t- tell us about The Crown. It's so good. I I haven't... I'm only on season two, um, but... Claire, I think her name is Claire Foy, who plays Queen Elizabeth. She's amazing. It's it's it kind of reminds me of Downton Abbey. How it you you're so engrossed in it, and every time I try to tell Mike what's going on, it doesn't seem like that much is going on. But it at, when you're watching it, it feels like it's so dramatic, and everybody's good. It's beautifully shot. Um, John Lithgow as Winston Churchill is amazing. Um, yeah, I love it. I'm into it. We also watched uh, an incredible documentary that's name is escaping me right now, but I'm going to pop it up on the screen. Uh, it's about the this young Jewish lawyer who was in his 20s when he was asked to basically head up the litigation for the Nazi war crimes tribunal. And oh, geez. The just Nurem- about Nuremberg trials. The Nuremberg yeah. trials. And then how his, his career continued from there. And it, he just kind of took on a lifelong pursuit of bringing these people to justice and how justice doesn't have to equal vengeance and how by approaching it with uh, with a cool head and showing that there is accountability even though they can't possibly capture all of these people is important and not only is it a fascinating documentary uh and just an incredible tribute to just not just public service but service to to humankind and humanity but also strikingly apropos for today you know uh as we spoke last week, and this will be the last out-of-practice podcast in the current administration. We will have a new president the next time we all meet. Uh, look, we have to... I, I agree. This is a time for unity and a time for healing, but that doesn't come without acknowledgement and accountability. And uh, so this yeah. is an, a documentary that speaks to that slightly, and I will post links in the show notes. And then finally, I'd like to point out a week or two ago, we mentioned, Keith, just the existence of the documentary. I even put it in the show notes of Baby God about this case of this uh, fertility doctor who was found to oh, have right. fathered hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of children. And I highly recommend this doc. It is not at all what you think it is. Uh, it's an exploration. In, it's a lot of things, but what I found most interesting is it's an exploration as how we tend to want to paint everything black and white with a broad brush. And by just pointing out that this plot, it sounds like this man is an absolute monster, but, but is he, uh, 
Or was he a fertility doctor who was just mixing his sperm with these other men's weak sperm to try to help them achieve what they were looking for? And he has his own children who describe him and his entire life as just a wonderful, kind man. He was never found mm. guilty of any wrongdoing and continued this practice until his late 70s when he passed away and was never sanctioned in any way. Uh, it is fascinating. Crazy. I crazy. Uh, wow. You come away with a lot of questions. You come away. You're not. It's not particularly satisfying. <laughs> he came away a fair amount. Yes, he like. did. And uh, you know. And then it asks a couple questions of the of of these hundreds of biological children who say to themselves, "Well, if I say my father, my biological father is a monster, what does that say about me?" And uh, it's it's pretty fascinating. Uh, so those were a couple of the things, and I've been I started watching the Tiger Woods documentary on HBO last night, which is also uh, uh, interesting so far. Keith, okay, uh, uh, no, no. <laughs> no <fine>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, should we do this thing? I, I feel padded enough. Yeah, I feel, yeah. <laughs> you're just nervous about getting started. <laughs> All right, folks. I'm a human being. God damn it. My life has value. And I'm not going to take this anymore. It's time to talk about the damn episode. Okay, folks. This episode of Gideon's Crossing is season one, episode 17. Now, if we, we touched on it a little bit before, but Gideon's Crossing was a medical drama sort of a ER rip-off that they tried to put out this year. It was not created by David E. Kelly. Oh. Uh, it was created by Paul Atanasio, who uh, is also credited as the writer of this episode, although IMDb has not fleshed out this show at all. Uh, in fact, there is no credited director on IMDb for this show. So there's not a heck of a lot of information. But I'll tell you this, the show... Uh, starred Andre Brower, Ruben Blades, Rona Mitra, who interestingly will appear on The Practice, Hamish Linklater, Ravi Kapoor, Russell Hornsby, and uh, Harvey J. Alperin. So uh, an interesting uh, little thing here because you have a lot of folks, they don't get the bumper because they, right. they weren't uh, technically on The Practice, but we will see a lot of practice people, or you would if you could see this show, which you can't. Okay, well, with no uh, other credits, there's uh, only one more important question. What is that supposed to mean? What's your problem? Is this what happens to women when you insert your penis? What? What? What does Mike think's gonna happen? Now, what if he would have drank the curdled milk? Then what would have happened? Mm -hmm. <sighs> <sighs> All right. Here's okay. May, this should be a big. This should be a big. This should be a big swing. But I'm okay. gonna just. But it. But seeing how things have been going, uh, it's not as big a swing. So all signs have been leading to this, right? Eleanor has been on every show ever written. Uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. This baby has been in trouble. She's needed all kinds of doctors to help her give this baby. Mm -hmm. And my big, bold prediction is that at the end of the episode where Eleanor has the baby, 
She doesn't have the baby. Either the, oh, maybe okay. there's a miscarriage or something. No, they wouldn't do something that huge on another show. So, my big swing is that at the, at the end of all of this, <laughs> Eleanor's fine, and it's as if you didn't need the episode in any way, shape, or form. Just like this episode of the Out of Practice podcast. <laughs> the big swing is they put a whole lot of effort into nonsense, and it doesn't even serve a purpose. That's the big swing. That 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 feels uh, that feels about right. Well, <clears throat> so previously on. Uh, you will remember from last episode, the 30-second last tag, after Eleanor had a scare and went and met with uh, Dr. Gideon for 10 minutes and she was fine, and that was the crossover, mm -hmm. she did collapse at the end of this episode, at the end of the previous episode of The Practice. So we are going to be borrowing from Deanna McFadden's uh, description of Gideon's Crossing. So, ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, uh, here we go. I will be playing Jimmy. Mike will be playing Dr. Gideon. And Jen will be playing Eleanor. So, fade in. Ambulance Bay, slow motion, horrible new age keyboard music plays. That's already too loud. Thought I, oh, I didn't turn that down. Oh, shut up, hospital. All right, hold on. New age keyboardy music. A new age keyboard music plays. You can hear a heartbeat in the background. Thump, thump. Eleanor, baby, it's you, Frat, is breathing heavily as she's being carried in on a gurney. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, the lump, Berluti, is telling her to relax. Relax, Eleanor. You don't want to have an infant baby in the hallway. As the ambulance attendance rolls her through the halls of the hospital, Eleanor cries. Jimmy, I can't lose the baby. <laughs> She is reassured by Jimmy. Eleanor, it's gonna be okay. We're not on our show. Nothing important can really happen. And we're in the best hospital in Boston. And that'll they're gonna take good care of you here because it's also a network show. We're, we just need to find your doctor. Ambulance guy asks, who's the doctor? What doctor is it? Uh, Mike, uh, ambulance guy. Uh, uh, what, uh, what doctor should we take it to see? What room? Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, is it is it Dr. Bidian or Dr. Snibian? Uh, wait, it's something related to the Bible. It's Gideon. Oh, how ben do you, Gideon. Oh, how do you know Excuse that, Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is, is he an old friend or something? Yeah, <laughs> always. <all> <laughs> I need Dr. Gideon. Dr. Gideon, he's Eleanor's old friend. And this time he didn't murder anybody. Okay, Ollie, who I'm assuming is a different character from the show we've seen before, starts walking beside the gurney and introduces herself as Dr. Klein and asks the lump if he has, is said, the Bambino's father. Uh, Ollie? This is a woman. Is Ollie a girl, you think? <laughs> yeah, Jen, I think you gotta do Ollie. Oh. Dr. Klein. Uh, is, uh, are you the Bambino's father? <laughs> Look, I just need Dr. Bible. Okay, where is he? Where is he? I'm freaking out. I'm freaking out. Ollie tells Jimmy to calm down. No, calm down, Jimmy. Calm down. Deep breaths. I, 
look, I'm so tired. I've done all the crossovers with Eleanor and she gets to lie down on the bed and I'm walking on my foot shoes. All right, all right. Jeez. Uh, the entire crew is now walking down an incredibly long corridor to the emergency room. Oh, I didn't, hold on. I need to turn on my, uh, I, I I haven't I haven't turned I'm too busy narrating I haven't even changed my background to the corridor. Well, that's good because I didn't know until just this moment that we were actually reading off some sort of a piece of paper. I was just wondering how you guys were so in tune with one another. <laughs> we didn't give Mike the script script as it is. Oh, <laughs> we all have different backgrounds. All right, there corridor. it is. No, no, it's great. We're corridor, come on, come on, Jen. <laughs> This is a very important operation here. We oh, God. All right. All right. I'm ready. Okay. Here we go. Okay. The entire crew is now walking down an incredibly long corridor to the emergency room. Jimmy shouts, not you. Him. No. I need Dr. Bible. Give him to me. The emergency has turned Jimmy into a grunting, shouting Neanderthal man. <laughs> Jimmy Doctor. Eleanor. A doctor who looks like Lenny Kravitz. <laughs> climbs onto the hokey pokey line Never and get traveling down the hallway <laughs> and asks if there's a problem. Is there a problem today? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Am I going to play all the ethnic people? Because I feel like this is not good. <laughs> I think that might be happening. <laughs> Look, I just, <clears throat> I want Dr. Gannon. <clears throat> now, he will, <laughs> or I will find him my damn self. You can poke around all over in the lab now. Uh, uh, Mike found the file. Uh. <laughs> of course, you could also be finding Dr. Gideon. He's teaching over in the medical school. Or, you know, he could be with a patient in any one of those five floors in this very large hospital. Uh, I don't know things. I'm a Neanderthal. Finally, after 10 freaking minutes, they actually reach the exam room. All Dr. Right. Boys, non-Lenny, non-Kravitz, Throw some more attitude Jimmy's way. Hey, yeah, uh, I can't believe you walk so much, you tub. Hey, don't call me that. That can carry him around his journey to locate Gideon and says in response to Jimmy asking him who he is, I'm the doctor that's actually here. Mm. As with any medical case, the one not having the trouble feels the need to state the obvious. She's having a baby, an infant baby. You don't know how long she wanted to because you need to know how long she wanted to. Now, you see, that anyway. was necessary information for the doctors. <laughs> Not. You see, why the heck aren't the ambulance attendees screaming stuff about Eleanor's, you know, stats and explaining what the hell happened to her after this rid ridiculous exchange? Uh, anyway, Aaron, are you going to go my way, boys? I guess that's the Lenny Kravitz doc doctor. Uh, leans into know. a pale, drawn Eleanor's face and introduces yeah, I need you to be pale, Jen. <laughs> Can you tell me what's wrong? Eleanor responds, oh, I fell. But then Jimmy hey, jumps in. She, she collapsed. She fell down onto the floor ground. Mm. Uh, Where's uh, Helen? Wasn't Helen in the apartment when Eleanor left? Why am I here? I have been, I've done all of these crossovers. I'm exhausted. What the hell? ABC cannot afford to have Helen. What, are, what am I, cheap? <laughs> the nurse tells Dr. Boys that the patient is 37 years old and that her temperature is 100.7. She's 37 years old and has a temperature of 100.7. Tell me, is my baby all right? Well, we're going to have to, we're going to have to find out now. Beep, <laughs> beep, beep. Wait, I got it. There we go. 
Machines are beeping. And, oh, I think, I think uh, we've just gotten out of the teaser. <laughs> Wait, Credits roll. I assume. Right, it's coming. It's coming. There it is. Guys, this is going really well so far. <laughs> just like you planned it. Oscar worthy. <laughs> oh, it's very chill, the theme. Oh, yeah. yeah no. I should probably give Mike the copy of this that I have where I cut out all the extraneous nonsense. Very easy listening. Ooh, oh. Look at Kenny that drum G fill, beats though. the Rocky IV soundtrack. Yeah, really serious <laughs> stuff. This is really serious. Now, since it's not available Backup for streaming, too. do you think they're going to strike us for having this theme song roll? I'm going to say no. I, th I think if... Somebody is keeping track of the Gideon's Crossing theme song for copyrights. Then we have misread this whole situation. <laughs> oh, all right. Where am I? Oh, okay. So, all right. So we did that. But everything, uh, we, we got all sorts of uh, music and it's exciting. And then it's not. Eleanor is fine. She's explaining to Dr. Klein and Boyce that she was on her way to the bathroom. The next thing she knew, she was on the floor. Eleanor. Yeah, you know, I had to pee. I pee a lot. I'm eight months pregnant. And, I, you know, next thing I know, I'm on the floor. I, I don't know what happened. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> then we've got a picture of Eleanor's baby, who I would have seen. Uh, whoever wrote this basically did our podcast asking if it was actually Cameron's real baby. I imagine it, it possibly could be. Oh. We had that discussion with uh, uh, with Lindsay's baby as well. Jimmy stares at the picture. Uh, he also, <laughs> look, what a beautiful baby. Hmm. Eleanor mumbles a very faint greeting. Oh, oh wait, 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 Gideon, Gideon shows yes. up. Gideon shows up. I, I Gideon, thought it was Jimmy. Oh. So, uh, Dr. Eleanor? Gideon, thank you. Thank you so much. Oh. All right. Tell uh, me, is the baby all right? Uh, well, first, let me get a little bit of information. Uh, it, it looks to me as if you, uh, let me read the chart here. You fell down? Yes. Yes. No, incorrect. Uh, you you correct me and tell me that you actually collapsed. It wasn't a fall. Um, <laughs> no, Jimmy does. Oh, Jimmy. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, she collapsed. She collapsed, fell on the ground. Thank you, Grunt. Oh, uh, so now, dramatic. let me ask you, um, doctors, have you, have you assessed whether this was a seizure or not? No, no. I don't know. I, I just want to make sure Eleanor's okay. Okay. Um, yeah, no. And you, uh, sir, are you're the the father, the husband? Are you a relative? Uh, I'm just sort of here because all the other cast uh, members have better agents. <laughs> okay, well, in that case, uh, and I'm also hearing uh, from uh, one of my colleagues that you were kind of a dick to her when you found out she was pregnant in this fashion. So I'm going yeah. to go ahead and ask you to 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 wait outside. You know, all right, I'm going to go to the judgment zone because I was judging her. All it's right, like Jim. Uh, Go so in the judgment corner. I'm going to assume that my name is Ben Gideon uh, because I keep referring to a Ben, and uh, I'm just assuming that's me. So uh, I'm going to move. Where do you go? Contacts closed, Doctor. Yeah, I'm going to move closer to you, Eleanor, and I, I want to know wh why weren't you resting? You're pregnant. Uh, there was a bomb at your office. There's a lot of excitement. You should be. You should be resting. You know, we're very busy. A lot of cases. You know, mm -hmm. I we don't rest at the office. Okay, we don't. So, you know. So then you fell out of bed. 
That was a joke? <laughs> well, no, no, I think I'm... that it was a gaffe on the show because she didn't fall out of bed. Oh, okay. Anyway, Dr. Oh, Humor is oh, not oh. so funny. So, uh, Eleanor, what do you have to say in return? I don't know why you're laughing, but I was going, I was on my way to the bathroom, like, ugh, you know, hello, my bladder is the size of a shot glass. <laughs> Okay, you know what? Um, I'm gonna need some help here. Uh, sh- shut up. Go. Uh, do, by the way, one more, one last question. Do you have hmm. you ever coached wrestling? Ah, oh, it's just a crossover joke. What? Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to ask my other OBGYNs. Uh, you know. Uh, oh wait, Eleanor, you're making a face. Are no. you not interested in that one doctor, Doctor Lekowitz? Uh, yeah, I don't want Doctor Lekowitz. Absolutely not. I only want Gideon, Doctor Ben Gideon. Mm, okay, All the well. time. <laughs> that's oh, good. Oh. Uh, ben leans out, right in over Eleanor and states, uh, "That's uh, that's my name above the title. We're gonna have to make sure that your uh, preeclampsia hasn't progressed to full blown eclampsia. You know what I'm saying? If it has, uh, bitch, we're gonna have to deliver that baby. Uh, Wait, Eleanor's not in the courtroom. She can't give birth. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's not sweet. Let me assure you. In fact, you know what? Why don't you assure me? Yeah. No. Dr. Gideon, I did not have a seizure. It was like a head rush type thing. You know when you get up too fast? Mm-hmm. It happened to my husband once. I found him. Uh, yeah, that's true. Oh, I, wait, wait. T- tell us more about that. Uh, well, this Eleanor. Can I tell this story on the pod, Mike? Uh, here's the brief version. Uh, once upon a time, Mike uh, came back. He was jet lagged. He came back from China and he was taking a pee as as one does. And uh, I got that same head rush feeling. And I was like, oh, going down. Next thing I knew, my wife was slapping me in the face, uh, trying to bring me back. And uh, all I knew was that I was all of a sudden on the floor holding my penis. And uh, I looked to Jen and I asked two questions. I said, am I bleeding? And why's my dick out? And uh, that's how I came wow, to Wow, I didn't know you were going to be that detailed on the pod <laughs> about that story. But um, well, yeah, no, I heard like a loud thump. And I just, I was like, are you okay? And he didn't respond. I was like, sprinted in there, shaking him, slapping him, screaming, calling 911. And then he woke up. All right, Eleanor. Um, anyway, um, sorry. Uh, Eleanor. Yeah, it's like that. It's Eleanor, like that are, you, are you, you, you having know, any pain? Get, are you having any stars. pain, Eleanor? Uh, yeah, my stomach. Uh, right right there. Uh-huh. Okay. Let me, oh, I'm Gideon go ahead. pokes her. That mm. seems rude. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll ask permission first. Okay, you've been mm-hmm. poked. Now, Dr. Klein, uh, what do you think? Look, I want to wait for the results of the test. Look, her temperature is slightly elevated. And you know what I really uh, find really dramatic on television is when things are slight. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, well, you know what? There's still enough cause for concern here. And since this is my show, my hospital, I want to admit mm-hmm. you, Eleanor. I want to cross you over into my hospital. And let me tell you, you're in good hands because uh, they don't call it Gideon's Crossing for nothing. What, or what's it called? Uh, yep, yeah, Gideon's right. crossing for nothing. Yeah. Uh, you are in good hands. And uh, uh, oh, do you have anything okay. to ask me? Uh, no. Okay. I promise. <laughs> I, I promise you this, Eleanor. I promise you. If there's any trouble, I'm gonna save that baby. Ooh, Just save, save baby. that baby. Ooh, that that feels that feels like an out to commercial. Mm-hmm. We better swell yeah. that music. Oh yeah. Okay, we're back from commercial. Mm, hospital cafeteria. Oh, the doctors. No, no we're, we're, we're cutting that section. You, you have to see what Jorge bolded, man. Oh, okay, we're bolding. My bad. 
You got to read the bolt. Jorge cut out all the stuff we don't care about. All of the doctors all are right. in a large, a large auditorium discussing Eleanor's case. Well, guys, Eleanor's you see that? case. Eleanor's case. You see that? She, she, what oh. an interesting case! Wow. Why would yeah. she be coaching oh. wrestling Elevated. eight months pregnant? She it has a uterus. Wow. Doesn't make any sense. Now, no. it's because I. She has a stumped. I could have sworn she had that baby last week, but it turns out that was her friend's baby. So we we do have a yeah. case here to discuss. It's very confusing. It's really tough to tell what baby <laughs> is what baby. Guys, I just can't Jeez. figure out. It's mysterious. What might be causing that mysterious pain in her side? Ah, I bet the abdominal pain is consistent with preeclampsia. Mm. You know the problem. Yes, mm -hmm. yes, so, yes. She does have a high white blood cell count. I think it's an infection. Yeah, but I want to know if there's bacteria in her urine. Uh, maybe there's an what? abscess. Ooh, Gideon oh. is awfully quiet. Almost too quiet. Preeclampsia and an infection. Not a happy marriage. All right, enough <clears throat> with the baby marriage motherhood analogies, all right? I think we should uh. deliver the baby. Eh, but the uh, the baby's lungs aren't ready to be delivered. See, the baby needs to breathe oxygen. I'm a doctor. I know this. And if they don't have any lungs, that's going to be difficult. Mm. Yes, yes, mm. yes. But the baby needs to be on the steroids for 24 hours. I think Eleanor should just cool it. And let's punch <laughs> this to the next episode because nobody's watching. You know Nobody. what? I, uh, I agree. <laughs> you know what? I have an idea. I'm I'm having a light oh. bulb. There's a light bulb here. Bing. Oh. Oh. Uh, oh, how exciting. I need I need I just figured out the mystery uh music, please. Oh, okay. All right. <clears throat> Appendicitis. Oh. <laughs> of course. <laughs> oh, appendicitis. <laughs> uh, wait, wait, there it is. <laughs> Append wait, that, was, that is, I thought it was an exclamation point. It's not. Appendicitis? <laughs> Appendicitis! For the win! Appendicitis? Sweet! Yeah! Appendicitis! <laughs> uh, Eleanor, you look confused. Now, I have to explain <laughs> that your uterus has pushed up your appendix. And that's why the pain Ooh. is in the upper right quadrant instead of the lower right quadrants. Uh, Dr. Lequitz, Lequitz, can uh, you uh, add wait, anything? Wait, wait, wait. That's why nothing showed up on the scan. The mm. baby blocked the organ. What a dick. So what do we do? What uh, do you mean? What, a, what do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> what do we do? <laughs> uh, well, you know what? First, I'm going to send you home with appendicitis. Uh, <laughs> wait, no, I sent you home prior. <laughs> right. First, yes. yes. Last episode. Last right. episode. You right. sent Gideon, it home and said Gideon everything is was fine. Gideon is awfully slow. So first he sends Eleanor home with appendicitis. Then once he figures out... F figures out... <laughs> I'm just going to just leave that there. Once he figures <laughs> out that she has appendicitis, he doesn't quite know what to do. Uh, hmm. Interesting. Uh, well, usually when someone has appendicitis, they have it taken out, right? Exactly. Whoa. That is exactly what we're going to do. If they leave that or if I leave that organ in there, Eleanor, and it bursts, that baby may potentially be in danger. Uh, you think? Not to mention, Eleanor's life could potentially be at risk as well, Eleanor. 
Oh, wow. Thanks for explaining it to the audience because it sounded like it would be fine. You know, I think we should take the baby out. No way. Dr. Lefkowitz, this is why I didn't want you. You <laughs> crazy ideas. Absolutely not. You know, your, your body is breaking down. You got appendixes everywhere. The baby doesn't want to be in there. Why do you want to keep this thing? Oh, can't breathe. I forgot. If, left everyone away. calm down. I'm Dr. Gideon. And this is my goddamn show. And what I have to say is that we have made serious inroads in treating premature babies. All right. A lot of mm, babies mm. born before 26 weeks, they do have serious health problems that follow them into adulthood. However, if they had another 24 hours... Perhaps. Ooh, just 24? Just 24 hours. If we can let it bake for just another 24 hours, those mm -hmm. lungs might develop just enough. And, uh, well, that would be another story. Mm. However. Oh, no. However, this mm -hmm. is a very serious situation. And, uh, oh, no. Hold on. Yes. I'm getting paged. Uh-oh. No, that's you, Dr. Lekwovitz. What? You're going to have to get out of here. Oh, yeah, no. Well, every, hey, guys, everybody froze. It was like the hospital stopped for a second, but I, I, I think we're going to be fine. But I, I will tell you, this is a very serious situation, guys. It is like, it's a really big deal. Oh, shit, I'm getting paged because no, I, I finally uh, came back to the Zoom. Uh, I got to go. Ben, Eleanor, you discuss what you're going to do because you're, you know, the stars of the show. Okay, well. Oh, uh, but bye. wait. But we wait, now we're in surgery. Oh, we were jumping? Oh, oh man. A lot has happened during oh. that commercial break, apparently. It's a big commercial oh. break. Hold on. Where's, where's the exciting one? I... Oh, this sounds exciting. Oh, we're in surgery. Eleanor's oh. eyes are taped shut. Machines are beeping. Oh. The symphony of surgery is wailing. Oh, what's the symphony of surgery sound like? Oh. Sounds intense. The baby is up the on the ultrasound. The baby is up on the ultrasound. The surgeon oh. is explaining how the appendix is a useless organ. You know, who the hell needs a... Who the fuck needs an appendix, okay? They should be taking that yeah. shit out the second these babies are born. You don't need your tonsils. You don't need your appendix. Oh, your gallbladder. Get that shit out of there, too. You don't Open them up tail. like an operation board and just... Bing, 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 bing. Get that shit out of there. Oh, no. The appendix has already burst. No, yeah, no. that can't be good. I, I don't think that's good, guys. Not Ooh, good. You know what? Oh. You can't tell about that from looking at me because I'm stone cold, bitches. Cool as a cucumber. Do I have any hey. other patients? Hell no. The doctors talk through this difficult situation. You know, guys, guys I think we have a difficult situation. Out. It's hard. Yeah. She's bleeding out. So we, 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 she's got an appendix and it burst and that's not a good thing. We because we said that before the commercial, but in case somebody was out for some snacks, you're uh, <laughs> and we missed it. The yeah. appendix mm -hmm. uh, bursting is not good. Yeah, guys, mm -hmm. listen. Generally, I would let them both die because, uh, to be quite frank, uh, the diner down mm -hmm. the street stops serving breakfast at three, and we don't have a lot of time. However, no, no, I made a promise. All right, I I made a promise to save this oh, baby. You should make a promise. And so I'm going to have to go ahead and uh, find an alternative situation, uh, solution. I think you should take the baby out. Listen, we can't just do that. Uh, we, it's too much risk, all right? Yeah, uh, but the baby is is inside her, and ideally we want the baby outside of her. Okay, can we get a close-up uh, on Cameron? Gideon and Dr. Lefkowitz argue over Eleanor's wide-open innards. Oh, look at her innards. They're wide open. Mm. Gross. Better than an hour, am I right? High five. <laughs> oh! <laughs> That's mean. The, the surgeon thinks she can fix 
finish what she started. Oddly, this woman has a British accent. <clears throat> Take two. Beep, 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 beep. That surgeon, she has a British accent. That's not me. That's going to have to be Jen. That's the only, yes. the only hope we have. Could she I have can... a Cockney accent? Oh, I can yeah. Finish this. I can finish what I started. <laughs> oh, uh, oddly, you know what? It was. It's so weird. There was a typo. It's actually a Jamaican accent. Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> oh. Yeah, man. <laughs> You know what? That's where we're going to end the accents. End the accent portion of the podcast has ended. <laughs> no, no, I'm sorry. No, it wasn't Jamaican. It was French. So sorry. Uh, Go ahead. <laughs> the symphony of serious oh. surgical mishaps twinkles as Eleanor opens her eyes. She's very pale. Oh, no. She's very concerned. Oh, oh. oh what's happening? Can you, feel, goes, uh, can you feel your baby? Did you feel it? What? What? Oh, what's happening? Oh. Oh wait. Did I jump? <laughs> Where are we? You totally. Oh, I sure did. I sure did. Uh, it's it's so weird. Uh, wait. That let, let's let's go back to that to that uh, that nurse with the Hungarian accent. Mm-hmm. Who, uh, I, yes, I finished. I finished what I started. <laughs> <laughs> She's a muppet. <laughs> Uh, so let's let's actually let's take the camera over to Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy oh, oh yeah, Jimmy's mm. speaking to the plucky receptionist. Oh, you're so plucky! Look at you, huh? You should be our receptionist. There's a has, there has to be a plucky receptionist on every show on ABC. Yes, uh, yes, so, yes. What what can I do for you, Mister Baluti? Uh, what's going on with Eleanor? I remember why I was here. Hey, tell me uh, what's going on. She's still in surgery. She's still in surgery, Mister Baluti. Yeah, but I'm just here. Why? Why am I having the scene if nothing's changed? What's, Perhaps what, what's, we should what's happening give with some. Uh, we should give some more uh, recap for those who haven't been paying attention. Yeah, yeah. What's going on again? Is the appendix a good thing or a bad thing? You know what? I'm gonna have to talk to uh, Dr. Gideon about that and get back to you. Hey, tell me now. She's with child, pregnant. Tell me what's going on. How long is it gonna take? You know what? One uh, hour, two uh, hours, three hours. Four hours? How many hours? The receptionist informs Jimmy that Eleanor's still in surgery and that surgery is supposed to take a long time. How long? Two hours? Uh, who's to know? Uh, ben Gideon, though, a warm glow erupts. They may have a moment. Before she bounces away, plucky receptionist tells Jimmy that she'll let him know if she hears any news. The lump continues Thanks. to pace. I'm going to keep pacing. <laughs> now, the symphony now. of serious surgical mishaps twinkles as Eleanor opens her eyes. She's very pale. Oh. Then she's very confused. Uh, I can't feel a baby. Then she grabs the nurse's button as the piano does some strange, non-melodious plucking. She screams. Uh, I can't feel the baby. Dr. Klein, who just happens to be outside the door, comes running in. What, what's the matter, Eleanor? Well, she can't feel the baby, of course. <laughs> Ollie knows the fetal monitor. It's just the anesthesia. It'll wear off in a couple of hours. Dr. Gideon, Gideon ma magically appears. <coughs> is he always around? <coughs> yes, I am. I am because my name is above the title. Listen, oh. uh, I gotta tell you, the baby is just fine. Again? Oh, thank God. Mm -hmm. I'm busying myself out of the room so I can leave you alone. I'm Dr. Klein. Bye. <laughs> Listen, Eleanor, I have to tell you, we can only give you antibiotics, but at a low dose because, you know, you're pregnant. 
Her eyes well up with tears. Jen, you better give us some real tears now. <laughs> Should we deliver her? Mm, not right now. I thought you said after 24 hours on the steroids, she'd be ready. Well, uh, the baby would be ready, but it turns out you, Eleanor, you would not be. Uh, to induce labor or to do a C-section at this point would possibly corrupt your system. Your body can't handle it. <laughs> I just want to feel her. Dr. Klein is scribbling something on a medical chart when plucky receptionist strolls up. Hey, do you think I should bring him a blanket? <laughs> they both look over at Jimmy. I heard the surgery was pretty tight. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> the plucky receptionist is Southern now. I love, I love the plucky receptionist. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, pretty much touch and go all night. So it's the next day and everyone's still wide awake and attending to Eleanor. That's some good service. Mm -hmm. Then, without mentioning the blanket business or any further... PR, plucky receptionist strolls right by Jimmy. He's splayed out on the couch in the waiting area using his jacket as a makeshift pillow. Aww. Then we move back to Dr. Klein as she enters Eleanor's room stating that she wants to check on her before she goes home. So quick quick time out here. Uh, this seems serious. Uh, why is, mm -hmm. I mean, when Rebecca got blowed up, and Lindsay uh -huh. had her baby. Everybody was there. Everybody was visiting and, and in the hospital room and stuff. And so we all we get is Jimmy passed out on the sofa. That is a very good point. Uh, yeah, yeah. I I think that really I think that tells us a fair amount about uh, who is liked more in the office because either ABC couldn't pay for everyone or they all just don't care about Eleanor. You think you think this yeah. is like clearly life and death. Yeah. And it's an interesting choice, once again, if, if we were to stay in the kind of metaverse, that they chose Jimmy to be the one to be by her side because, of, like, once again, I point out that in the beginning when this pregnancy was introduced, Jimmy was the one who had the moral obligation or moral objection. He was. and But also, the two of them have been a tag team all season because yeah. they, you know, they also did the Boston Public crossover. And they were doing other cases together. So you know what it is? I figured it out. Because while Rebecca was in the hospital with everybody, Jimmy and Eleanor were off doing cases. So they're mm -hmm. like, fuck you. Right. You know, you didn't come to Rebecca's side. You know, you did cases. So we'll do cases when you're there. So I don't know. This is a big problem. We have, so we've got some drama. It looks like Jimmy and Eleanor mm -hmm. are now going to have a moment in the hospital room. Uh, so uh, I'll, I'll turn it over to you two. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, they actually let you sleep? Eh, yeah, every third night. <laughs> Eleanor? Well, you know, oh, yes. Well, Dr. Gideon is a, ben is a very good friend of mine. Uh, we're old friends, and uh, mm, mm, mm. I really want to know what really happened during surgery. I don't think he's... He, he's holding anything back from you, Eleanor. That's really not his style. Mm -hmm. His style is really just showing no feelings. Mm, I'm giving you the stink eye on that one, Dr. Oh, good stink eye. See, <laughs> the baby's heart rate, it went down, okay? And then it went back up. Mm -hmm. So it's all good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, okay. I'm going to see if you're draining properly. Uh, so... <laughs> Of course, I'm going to lean over your very pregnant belly. And as mine is also very pregnant, I'm guessing from context clues, 
We're going to bump pregos here for a second. And <laughs> That's the scientific How term. hilarious. <laughs> uh, let's wax philosophical about the power. You know, I feel like uh, uh, a woman's reproductive abilities are very powerful. And we can, we can see that yeah. from the two of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, it's, I'm going to insert miracle. that the person who was writing up this summary, what was her name again, Keith? Oh, I got to scroll up. All right, hold on. I got very much. Jennifer something? <clears throat> it was Deanna McFadden. Uh, well, Deanna definitely has uh, some editorializing because <laughs> this <laughs> sentence is my damn favorite. It says, uh, she, uh, they, they, touch, they touch pregos, which was Keith's term. They, <laughs> wax philoso- pregos. Yeah, they, they wax philosophical for a minute about the power of a woman's reproductive abilities. And I take this minute to pull out a book of poetry I've been reading up on my feminine side. Yawn. <laughs> they share a moment about oh, single parenthood. She's hilarious. Ollie thinks, I think I like it. I think you're being brave, Eleanor. Oh, you know, Thank where's you. the father? I wish I had somebody. Do you wish you oh, had somebody? Not at all. Not at all. I won that case. It's all me. Oh, should right. we pan yeah. uh, and see Jimmy uh, sweating outside and possibly think he he, he should be uh, stepping in? Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know what? Mm. Strong women seem to scare guys off. That's uh, that's what happens. Yeah, that's the message from, from the late 90s. Blah, yeah, I've, blah, I've, blah, 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 blah. More platitudes, blah. The touching of the stomach, blah, 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 blah. And then Eleanor has a seizure. Pregos. Oh, God. Oh, She's no. seizing. A full-blown ah! shaking to the bottom of your boots, eyes rolling back in your head seizure. Dr. Klein does some, you know, doctoring, tells Jimmy to oh. get the hell out of the room, and then leans get in to say... Get out of the room! Stay with us, Eleanor! Blah! Blah! <clears throat> oh, cut Do- to... Dr. Klein and Gideon are walking and talking. I'm talking. I'm walking. Ooh, look mm-hmm. at me walk. Talk, walk. Mike, Ollie, Mike, Ollie Mike you gotta do the seizures. shoulders. We're walking. Oh, the seizures might suggest Eleanor's preeclampsia has progressed into full-blown eclampsia. But I want to know what we do now. I think we can manage the seizures with medication. Mm -hmm. Mm, But that is a battle we can't win. Did you repeat the blood work? Mm, Her enzyme livers are high and her platelets are dangerously low. You know, that doesn't sound like a good thing. Doctor Mm -hmm. stuff. It's all the shit I was afraid of, even though I showed no emotional attachment to it whatsoever. As a result, mm, mm, result mm. of her condition, the blood vessels are going to start to spasm. And when they do, they chow down on the platelets. Oh, oh that doesn't sound like a good thing. Even no. I, I'm. Hold on, wait, wait, wait. A nurse is handing me something anonymous and uh, ominous, oh, and I have say? to sign it. <clears throat> okay, uh, I've signed should it. Should we deliver the baby? Hmm. Well, not exactly. You see, Eleanor's system can't handle labor or surgery or, you know, any of the things that would make this show, you know, lack any sort of drama. And mm, so mm. we don't mm. want her to bleed out. Of course, generally I would let her bleed out, but I've made a promise. I, I, I wonder. I wonder how she got so bad. I wonder if it was our terrible doctoring. Mm, well, <laughs> it's very common in medicine. One thing goes wrong, and then you know a lot of things go wrong. Like we should have delivered the baby yesterday. The lungs were ready. The baby would have been premature, but that would have been okay. It just would have been less dramatic. Mm. Let's pause outside mm. of your office. Uh, and I hit my mark, and uh, okay. Uh, you know, I thought I could have my cake and eat it too. Uh, clearly, yeah. But why would you? Why would you take that risk, huh? 
Well, why would you take that risk? Gideon? I wasn't focused on the medical problem at hand. Okay, this is my friend well, on the we, gurney. Your friend on the gurney. Yeah, and she was desperate what? for a baby. Desperate. She would have been a great that's, mother. That's In, incredibly irrelevant. Oh, sorry, sorry for me. Symphony plays. Listen. Let's hear the monologue, Gideon. I made a promise. <laughs> I made a promise to a friend of mine. A friend who had to stand in a court of law and promise that she would be a great mother to prove that she didn't need a man to help her. And God or science reached down and decided that she would have a problem. And there was only one person who could fix this problem and it is me, Dr. Ben Gideon of the show Gideon's Crossing. And sure, Eleanor would have made a great mother. And sure, I would have been a great star of a television show for more than one season. But sometimes the network and that big network in the sky have different plans. I wound up being less than a friend. Hmm. Hey, let's just Beautiful. quietly share a, a moral moment. Blah! Hmm. <laughs> Eleanor is still pale. Jen, let's see pale. Let's see pale. Uh, the two, uh, doctor, I think you should get some rest. Ugh. No, I need to work. <laughs> Eleanor has oh, been ignoring this woman for two full episodes now. Uh, now it's time for Dr. Gideon, myself, and Eleanor to argue over mm. the semantics of me keeping my promise. You know, Is I'm not who sure. who or that, whom? Mm, I'm not sure that I can actually uh, oh. keep the promise that I set out to keep, and it wasn't right. Of, I took an oath. Uh, I took an oath to keep you medically safe, but not to actually uh, make promises I can't keep. Uh, Oh, you've shushed me. No, the other Shh. way around. You shush her. Shh. Oh. <laughs> oh. I'm reading you the riot act. You shouldn't be making <laughs> you shouldn't be making promises in medicine. What's wrong with you? Mm. I'm hearing Oh no. I'm having a seizure again. No, All right. not a seizure oh, no. again. Her eyes roll right back into her head. Doctors, increase the oxygen. Oh my God, Dr. Lekovitz, can you believe that I've made such a promise to this patient? You really shouldn't make a promise because it's, uh, you know, it, 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 it's bad because, you know, medicine. I've seen Grey's Anatomy. If you make promises to patients, they're definitely going to die. Oh, but I've made that promise all right. And I do not want to see Eleanor's face when she wakes up and I've failed her. Oh, no. I can't believe. Uh, what if What if she doesn't wake up at all, Ben? Now, there Gideon. is something that's not going to happen. Of course, Eleanor's not going to die on another show. She needed she's, she's needed back on the set of The Practice next week, and for a much better episode of the Out of Practice podcast, that I can promise you. <laughs> we all know that this little medical situation is bound to be tied up by then, but we still mm, need a conclusion. Mm, mm. Uh Okay, cut so, to Eleanor's resting comfortably again. Wait, wait, before, before that, oh, oh. we should probably mm. roll the closing time bumper because I feel like we're, we're, headed, we're headed there. Oh, oh, okay, all right, let me find it. It's closing time, time to put your case to bed. It's closing time, otherwise your client's dead. Closing time. Eleanor is resting comfortably. Ben is sitting directly on top of her, trying to smush the baby out. <laughs> Jimmy close, ben. holds his close. vigil at Eleanor's bedside. I'm holding a vigil. 
Uh, I'm there uh, as Dr. Gideon, and I have to... Uh, Dr. Klein, I order you to get a complete set of bloods. Eleanor wakes oh. up! Oh. Welcome back, Eleanor. <laughs> Thank you. You're Good smiling? To be back. Wow. Oh, just glad everything's okay. Mm, yeah. Uh, so far, everything Jimmy! is just fine. <laughs> Jimmy, you look as bad as I feel, buddy. Uh, I'm relieved you're okay. Wait a second. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, what? the blood pressure's coming down. I think oh. it was the heparin. Uh, but you know what? I don't think it was the drug. I think it was me, Ben Gideon, mm. medical magician, mm. and my merry band of plain old dumb luck. See, I told you everything was going to be just fine. You shouldn't make a promise. <laughs> Eleanor is resting peacefully in bed when Ben comes in with the results of her blood work. All counts are normal. And you know what? Oh. I think it's time for you to get the motherfuck out of here. I don't want to see you until you're in labor, young lady. And I think oh. we should share a moment. <laughs> oh, look at that moment. Thank you. Thank you, old friend. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. What do you think the baby should be what called? It? Stan. Stan? Mm -hmm. Ben. I'm going to name... Oh, no, it's a girl, right? Uh, Stanny. <laughs> You know, Benny. Benny's nice. Yeah, I Benny. like that. Benny's nice. Well, we can yeah. talk about yeah. that. What about, and you know what? I think you're going to make a great single parent. Ah, uh, the trials and oh, tribulations yeah. and total unconditional pigeonholing of all parenthood. Ah, uh, I will never uh. shut up and I will never surrender, but I will send you home right now. And scene. Bye-bye, Gideon's crossover. That was what it was, folks. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, you have gotten through whatever that was, uh, and this is, the, I, I think this was the universe's punishment for losing that episode of television uh, somewhere in the world. So, yeah, but guys, let's, let's look at the positives. I was very right. She did not have that baby, <laughs> and nothing no. of consequence happened. Nothing at all right. of consequence happened. We now, learned granted, nothing. Granted, we were reading a description of a show written by someone else that we didn't see uh, with no actual context, but it does sound to me like Gideon's Crossing uh, didn't make it because uh, it's on the boring side? Uh, yeah, it doesn't seem... I mean, <clears throat> there's so many medical dramas out there just doing medical drama-y thing that unless you have more compelling cases or more compelling characters than you're just sort of like doing the rote medical drama thing. And it's because mm -hmm. like house, it wasn't really about the medicine. It was about the character or, you know, uh, on Grey's Anatomy or whatever, you have a mixture of sort of the soapiness of it with like ridiculous over the top cases. Mm -hmm. And at least this particular episode was like kind of a normal case and none of the characters did anything particularly interesting. And like the, the we we can talk about it in the uh, in the oopsies. So uh, guys, uh, it is now time for everyone's favorite segment. Jen, be prepared for the choreography. It's oh. time for Mike has thirty seconds to remember what just happened on the show. Oh Christ, y'all! I got no idea. <laughs> it was a lot of platitudes, and somebody wrote something funny, and then we destroyed all of the humor in it. And then 
Ben and Eleanor were friends, and so he probably misdiagnosed or at least mistreated her in a little bit or, or didn't do things as uh, as quickly as he should have. But in the end, guess what? She's fine. The baby's going to be fine. Everything's fine. Let's get back to the practice next week, y'all. Y'all. All right. So we are going to hand out some of <laughs> awards because we do it at the end of every show whether or not there's a show at all here we go kids ladies and gentlemen the out of practice podcast in unofficial unsolicited unfactual association with david e kelly productions proudly present oopsie the oopsies celebrating excellence in acting good lawyering good guesting good and being tom brady not to mention this is where we rate the episode and stuff now here are your hosts keith and mike what the hell are the oopsies well jackie they're a fake award show that today is going to begin with Most valuable doctor. Doctor. Okay, yes. guys. Ladies does anybody first, remember any Ladies of the doctors? First. Yeah, Jen. Let's let's hear it. Who do you who do you got? I mean, I guess it's got to be uh, Ben, Doctor Ben Gideon, right? I mean, well, I, I mean, she, I would he argue did that. he did go with his he did save the baby, right? That was his promise. I mean, I guess he did it, keep the promise. A long road to get there, but. Did he actually do anything, though? It's hard to tell because you know, the, nobody really knows exactly what happened, right? They took out, they took her appendix out. Right. And then they gave her some heparin, but that's just like a blood thinner, isn't it? It's not a big deal. It sounds to me like then, Gideon actually let his, his friendship get in the way of treating her expeditiously. Mm. Expediently. Expe- expeditiously? Expediently? What is the word I'm, uh, I'm searching for? I, I think you're right. I think okay. expeditiously. Yeah, uh, uh, but it seems like that Lekowitz character that they kept kicking out of the room and stuff seemed to actually be the only one doctoring. Yeah, well, which one did the actual surgery? Because taking this... a burst appendix with a baby and not killing her, I thought was pretty good. Yeah, the surgeon, the um, British surgeon, <laughs> the Hungarian, the British Jamaican surgeon, surgeon. <laughs> the unnamed surgeon who really wanted to finish what she started. <laughs> <laughs> I think oh. that that feels good to me. I feel like it's a great summation of how whatever we put together this week that the British surgeon who did whatever <laughs> she did is the most valuable doctor. Oh. Okay, congratulations, yeah. British, uh, Jamaican, French, and Hungarian surgeon. Coming up next. Already famous because you've been on TV, getting a paycheck. Or the first entry on your IMDb. Way to go. But you're the best guest actor. You are the best guest actor. You are the best guest actor on the episode. I gotta say, yes. I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed. I didn't see I, commitment. I didn't see. We gotta rehearse it a little bit. I, you what, know, my choreo? Yeah. I, Where was the piano? <laughs> Where was the running? I, I did the, I she, did no, the she piano. Did it. I didn't do the running so much. I did you the piano the and I did the drum. The running, running is, a, you know what? 
<clears throat> let's let's do this. Let's get this right. Already famous because you've been on TV, <laughs> getting a paycheck. First entry on your IMDb. Way to go! But you're the best guest actor. You are the best guest actor. You are the best guest actor on the episode. There we go. That's better. Okay. Very very good. Okay. Uh. <laughs> Best guest actor. That's a just uh, judging the acting from this episode is going to be uh, really quite something. So luckily, uh, we did set the precedent weeks ago, Jen, that we can. Uh, since Cameron is a, a, specifically a guest actor on this show, she can win. And yes. I think, okay, context clues tell yeah. me it's our only chance. She wins. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> she brought the tears as she always does. The emotion, the drama. I mean, she was and she was quite pale this episode. A lot of description she was very of her pale. being very Lots pale. Of pale. Yeah. Yeah. And now I, I, I hear where you're going, and I think it's fair. And I think I think Eleanor in my own head, in my imagination, was stunning in this episode. Yeah. But in my imagination, I thought Jimmy actually really crushed it because, like, you know, his his desperation, his searching for mm-hmm. the doctor. The return mm-hmm. of dumb dumb Jimmy, where he doesn't know the name of the doctor, because that Smart, apparently yeah. is just like because we wanted to have a dumb Bible joke. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I thought that Michael Badalucco really brought it this week. Yeah. Uh, just, you know, he hung out with the plucky assistant. He uh, he made a, a blanket out of his jacket. I mean, it's hard to argue against that. Yeah, okay, so like we, uh, we have a splits on the best guest actor. Congratulations, uh, Cameron Manheim and Michael Badalucco in our own imaginations. You guys take Which, this one because I didn't safety pee. Oh boy. <laughs> okay. What are we on? Tom uh, Brady? We, we're on the, no. Mike oh. is urinating. Hope he doesn't pass out holding his own dick. That'd be a. <laughs> oh God, yeah. I should, I've got the door closed. I should. Uh, <laughs> let's you, you, go safe. check on. <laughs> oh my All God. right. All right, Jen, we got this. It's time for. All right. You killed your podiatrist and blew the case. But you let a single tear roll down your face. You're the best actor on the show. All right, Jen, who do you got? Best actor in your own head. Who gave the greatest performance in your imagination in this imaginary episode we just did? Um... I feel like the plucky receptionist, although that was pro- that should have been guest actor, right? Well, I, we don't know. Can it be anybody? I, no, plucky receptionist might might be a regular character for all we know, <laughs> because it's imagine. She could it's, be, right? it's, it's all imaginary, so she That's true. she might she might be a, a regular character on the show. We we would try to find out. I but. really I really liked her southern accent. I really thought she was really plucky. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, and I thought it was an interesting choice to gain a southern accent halfway through the episode. <laughs> yeah, I mean that you know she must be trained. She must yeah. be. Uh, she must have gone to Yale School of Acting or something. You know, that's not easy to do. <laughs> yeah, no, no, truly, truly. Oh, so, uh, so you, you didn't, you didn't pass out with your dick in your hand. Not this time. I didn't hear any loud bangs. So. Okay, very good. So. Uh, so uh, Jen and I have voted for the plucky receptionist with the migratory accent uh, for best actor. 
So uh, I, I like that because it's going to make you look her up on IMDb, but I'm going to go with Dr. Ben Gideon, who I think uh, this series was robbed from him. You mean Andre mm. Brower? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, so we've got a uh, splitzy again. Congratulations, Andre Brower and plucky receptionist with a migratory accent. Now it's time for the Tom Brady Award for being Tom Brady. Uh, oh boy. Uh, this, uh, uh, last week's Tom Brady Award, uh, which was Lara Flynn Brady, uh, showing mm -hmm. up right here. And this Looking week, good. uh, the winner of the Tom Brady Award for being Tom Brady is I'm still waiting for my apology, Keith, Tom Brady. <laughs> Never gonna oh. happen. <laughs> okay. Congratulations. Uh, still waiting for my apology, Keith, Tom Brady. As the winner of the Tom Brady Award for being Tom Brady, which means there's only one more thing to do, and that is... Ladies and gentlemen, it is time to announce how many spare tires this episode gets. Uh, well, you know, judging from... Now, I'm going to try to be as serious as I can about this. Judging from the <laughs> actual uh, summation that we received, which was really well-written comically, comedically. In fact, I'm going to link to the actual... I believe yes. it still exists on the internet. I'm going to link to it because it's it's actually and much thank you again, Jorge, for finding it. Yes, it's much funnier than than we made it. Um, <laughs> no offense to our guest who was that's, excellent. That's I just true of really, kind of everything. Yeah, um, it, it seemed like it was a a lot of yawn. It was a lot of yawn and a lot of kind of she she wrote the summation with a lot of incredulity, which uh, leads me to believe it wasn't a strong episode of television. And 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 as far as the crossover event goes, pretty worthless. In fact. If I'm not mistaken, uh, Jorge had very similar things to say, correct? I think he did, yeah. 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 So I'm going to go ahead and give it six spare tires based on not a lot. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, I, I think that's, I think that's fair. I mean, I, as I was saying before, uh, medical dramas are tough because mm -hmm. they're kind of like legal dramas too, because you, you have the, you ha you have the case itself be a medical case or a legal case. How interesting is that? And in this case, it wasn't really that interesting. I mean, having your appendix burst, yeah, that's scary. There's a baby involved. Sure, that's interesting, but not interesting enough to carry an entire episode of television. Then you have the characters. How interesting are the characters? And you know, we know and love our characters and we find them interesting. But even within the context of this episode, was anything that Jimmy or Eleanor did unique to the character or interesting? Do they have a point of view that was more than the generic point of view of mother with child and mother with child's friend? Um, you know, and the main characters of the show, I, I didn't, I mean, obviously... <laughs> from what we were working with. I didn't really get any characterization at all. Uh, they were just sort of generic doctors discussing a case. I will insert and, that, uh, real quick, sorry, um, because I, I, I really briefed over what I was trying. I will insert that they did, there is a hint of a sort of a moral lesson here that the doctor, he let his friendship with a patient, which is why you probably usually aren't treated by friends who are... Right, you're, you're, right. Yeah, um, you're not supposed to. That's kind of cloud his his judgment. And I think that that is, you know, at least a character beat for Ben Gideon on the series as a whole. Um, but just to your point, to just point this out, regardless of how well it was acted or the drama, 
when when the stakes rest on a character who exists in a different universe, you they're predicated on potentially her losing her life or the baby, and you know that's not going to happen on another show. So yeah. they're right. It, it's kind of lose. It kind of cuts it off at at the at the balls. Well, and 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 I think what you said there about the the character beat of having his judgment compromised by the friendship. Okay, you know that's a beat we've seen on every medical show in all of space and time, um, and and we've we've done that. But and again, we're basing this on a recap. So what the hell do we know? So I'm I mean completely wrong. But like, all right. So how did it change his judgment? Like what did he like? What actually happened differently as a result of that? And because like he didn't make a mistake that I'm aware of. He didn't right. not do something that he shouldn't that he should have. He didn't do something he shouldn't have. Like it, nothing, nothing really happened both from the character side or from the medical side. And so, you know, at the end of the day, like I'm not sure why we spent an hour doing that. <laughs> so, well, that that could be said for quite a few things. That is really true. So, uh, if this is my pilot for Gideon's Crossing, I don't know why I watch episode two. Mm. Uh, so, I'm going to give it four and a half spare tires. Now it's time. Jen, what do you got? Give us some tires. Oh, boy. Um, yeah, I uh, I agree with you both. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why I would watch another episode of this after the, it. I mean, it seems like a lot. There was a lot of dramatic moments, ups and downs, seizures. You know, uh, we're worried. Um, but like Mike said, we know everything's going to be okay, and that she's probably not going to have the baby on another show. Um, but I wish I could. I wish I could see it. I wish I could see it. See, you know, the acting's going to be good. I actually had to Google his him. Gideon um because I didn't know I I you know I didn't know who he was but of course he's always amazing and everything I recognize him right away but um anyway so you know the acting's going to be good I'm going to go with Very good point 5.25 5.25 okay yeah no I, and I think that's a really good point Jen that the the third element that can make a show good is the performances Totally. Yeah. And I'm sure the performances were dynamite in this. And uh, yeah. that was something it was a, you know, I, I don't think I necessarily replicated the Emmy worthy performance. Uh, but uh, yeah, so perhaps perhaps if we if we were able to find that VHS under somebody's mother's bed, we'll give it a better, uh, a better shake. That. We'll give it a better yeah. shake. Okay, right. well, there's only two things left to do. It's time to reveal the Easter egg. Oh, the Easter egg. Uh, Remember we do that now? Yeah, I just got to get back to the two-shot because Lord knows back where, the two shot. where it is. And here it is. Yeah. Uh, my guess, Keith, is that we can't find the episode and thus we've gotten an internet 404. Webpage That's does not right. exist. There it is. I knew you uh -huh. would know the internet code. Okay. Yeah. Guys, we have somehow stumbled our way through one last episode of a TV show we didn't have. 
So uh, if you would like to email us and complain about the nonsense that was, you Please can don't. find us on Facebook and Instagram <laughs> at Out of Practice Podcast. Yeah, we're not getting paid. You can email us at Out of Practice Podcast at gmail.com. You can check out our blog, Out of Practice Podcast.blogspot.com. This Out of Practice, oh, you can join, uh, do us a big favor and join the jury. Leave us a rating or review about an episode that's not this one on Apple Podcasts or any other service of your choice. This episode of the Out of Practice, perhaps against their will, is brought to you by generous donations from Leanne Wrights, CloudLover69, Jorge Novoa, and Jennifer Masanova. Do not give us any money. We don't deserve it. I'm not pitching for money during this episode. Next week, I'll be back to it. Uh, I'm not even putting it in the show notes. No, that's fine. It, uh, you can always give us a donation if you've got a few cents to share. It does help us pay for our Hulu subscription and uh, on occasion inviting a guest onto the show. We do have other things uh, pushed up in the works. Uh, happy Martin Luther King Day. Happy Inauguration Day. And uh, whatever you do, if I have a seizure, forget your smelling salts. Just shoot me with some laser sounds. Laser sounds? Laser sounds. Yeah! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> what the hell was that? Oh my god!